Welcome to the Hush My Mouth podcast. Hello (laughs) and welcome back. Okay, so this week we talked a little bit last time about how school has begun here in Texas. Yep, first full week. And so lots of happenings. You know, what's been kind of going on this week has just been like adjusting to that and going to different parent meetings and finding out more about like activities that the kids are involved in and what that's going to require this year. And it's a, it's quite a shuffle. I have two very active kiddos, one in middle school, one in high school. And I think it's just every time we sign up for anything, it's I'm waiting. I'm like tapping my foot, waiting for the schedule to come out (laughs) to find the conflicts because I can't be in two places at once. And it's really stressful. Everybody had several things happening on the same. So that was my week was going to, you know, parent meetings and figuring out the schedule for the new activities. That's the big one. Just bring your, bring your checkbook. It's a, it's like, they think I have a money tree in the backyard. I know that sounds like I'm 104 saying that, but it just never ends. Nope. I'm like, didn't I already pay for all the gear for all the, you know, meals for the year for this, for that? I'm like, yeah, excuse me. I think they're just trying to prepare you for college tuition. Because <laughs> the check just, it, it set up a bunch of little checks. It's just one big check. Yeah. One big check. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot. I always wonder how parents with three, four, five kids I know. manage it. I, I don't know. I really don't. I'm like, are you hiring someone? <laughs> Do you have a personal assistant? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one gets any activities. I mean, how I does mean, that work? But, but at the same time, I, I always feel like, my kids relative to other kids whenever i do talk to other parents are really not involved in that many things now the things that they're involved in are very time consuming yeah. but i hear some other people talk you know my kids in four sports and they're you know i'm like how do you do are you ever at home yeah. do you ever have do they ever have downtime yeah so anyway i'm a big believer in we need at least bare minimum one night a week where we don't have anything after school. Yeah. yeah. And that's just getting harder and harder. We've managed it ish this year. Friday (laughs) night was supposed to be our free night. Okay. I think my oldest is going to be working that (laughs) night, but not late because the place where she works just isn't even open that late. So anyway, that's, that's been my week. I guess guess if you're a lazy parent like me, you need a lot of those. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of those nights more than one but I think for the kids too like they I mean they have yeah. they need to do homework they need to just like hang out together be with right the family I mean my dog is gonna forget what they look like yeah oh poor little guy <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that switch from summer yeah. to the back to school I mean summer we were busy too but it's a different kind of busy yeah yeah how about you well, it's the, you know, it was a usual week. Um, I did have a funny observation. Um, when I was at work the other day, I was, um, like a coworker of mine was being trained by another coworker and, uh, she couldn't get into our database. And so I went over so that there's three people in the cubicle, 
Uh, and I noticed pretty quickly she was missing an app that she needs to open it. And so I said, oh, we're going to have to have IT do that because we're set up uh, so that, you know, IT basically blocks your permissions to add or delete software and stuff like that for obvious reasons. And so we opened up a little chat, which, you know, of course we can remember the days when if you had a computer problem, someone actually had to come to your physical computer. But (laughs) as we all know, that's all done remotely these days. Um, and I had to laugh because we use a third party to do it. And there's just a couple of guys that work there. So usually I see the names and recognize them. And, uh, this guy's name popped up and I said, Ooh, this guy must be new. Cause I don't recognize his name. We'll call him Tony. Cause I don't want to use his real name. <laughs> to protect the guilty. And, uh, so <laughs> I, I give him the spiel. This is what's wrong. This is what we need. And so he responds, uh, as they all do, I've noticed with, um, okay, do I have your permission to access your computer remotely? Um, which I always thought was kind of funny because I thought, well, how are we going to fix it if you don't access my computer remotely? <laughs> like what, how, how is any answer other than yes? It's um, like a vampire. They have to be invited in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I joked with my coworkers who happen to be female. I said, yeah. I said, it's like this new level of consent that, you know, <laughs> I appreciate, but it was almost as if like, well, hang on, I've got to get dressed or, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, you can access the computer remotely. Um, So, of course, uh, as soon as, you know, we kind of laughed to ourselves and I gave him permission, the very next thing he typed, and I kid you not, was, I'm in your PC now. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? I said, I'm sure you are, Tony. I am sure you are. Which, of course, I'm sure was not HR approved. But uh, so then, of course, Tony, um, and I'm guessing he's new, is because you can see the mouse moving and I've, we've got double monitors. So the mouse is going everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm laughing because I'm like, it, it's right over there, Tony. It just, it's right. Nope. You're missing it again. It's nope. Uh, still not there, Tony. Still, <laughs> still, Tony needed to figure it out. I was like... <laughs> Nope, we finally found it. It took forever. And um, yeah, here we are. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) we kind of alluded to it in the beginning. We're going to talk about back to school. Uh, All the excitement, all the anxiety. (laughs) There's plenty. (laughs) Uh, For parents and kids. Uh, So we are definitely unique because we have kids kind of uh, middle school, high school, college. Um, So we've got a little bit of all the kinds of things that are happening. So I'm eager to hear how uh, the first full week went and if you're excited about the next. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I always say after the first day is if they're willing to go back the second day, then that's success. Good. So they were willing to go back the second day. Um, It is really different. Uh, This is our second year of not being in elementary school. Okay. And I do find the middle school and high school experience to be just vastly different than the elementary experience in a good way, because I think the kids take more of the accountability for for making it happen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not that I'm still not doing a million things, but it's different. You know, you're not like the supplies, we go to Target and... They can have their own list and go run around and pick up all their things. And they're a little bit more attuned to even like the scheduling of their classes. 
more so in high school. Yeah. But you know what I mean? They're, they're more engaged and they have a little bit more of a role than just, you know, it amps up the responsibility. Yeah. And plus I think it's nice too, because they get multiple teachers Mm -hmm. and I think that's always nice too. Cause if you don't gel with your teacher and you're in elementary school, yikes. Yeah. That's for the most part, you know, that's like your whole day. Yeah. And the whole year. Yeah. And so it's nice because they do get to have different leaders, different perspectives. Um, and, uh, and, and I think they also get an elevated educational experience because they get to do electives and, oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's, yeah. it's, it's better on so many levels. I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously elementary school is super important as a, like setting the foundation, but honestly, like by the time fourth and fifth grade roll around, I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what comes next? Yeah. Come on, come on. Well, now the one thing I don't miss having college kids and grown up kids is, um, as I mentioned, there was no bigger task that brought me the level of anxiety as dropping them off and picking them oh, up. My it is an absolute nightmare. I, I don't now. I don't wait. know if that's because around here we have far less buses. Um, Maybe at least in at least where we lived before, mm-hmm. we had far less buses because they built so many smaller schools that were closer, and yeah. so um, sometimes just barely not close enough uh, that they could walk. Here, if you're within two miles of the school, they right. don't provide a bus. Right, but sometimes. You know, just like the the setup of like where your house is yeah. relative to the school, it's still not really conducive for walking right. in any kind of a safe way. I, a lot of people drive their kids to school here. Yeah. I think I even said to my older daughter the other day, my road rage is never worse than when yeah. I am in the parking lot of the school. <laughs> And I feel terrible about it, but it's yeah. so rage-inducing. Yes, the way the parents behave. Yeah, it's it's kind of like going to the airport. It's like everyone checks their good manners before they get there, and I don't know if it's just lack of situational awareness or just inconsiderateness or whatever it is. I just it just seems like either people aren't paying attention. They're taking too long, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially in middle school. Cause you know, sometimes the kids are not real anxious to get out of that car. Yeah. And I just remember telling the kids, okay, it's, you know, be ready. Yeah. Like when we were like the next car to, to, to be in place where they could get out, I'd be like, go ahead and unbuckle your seatbelt. Oh my gosh. Grab yes. your backpack I because mean, this needs to be a quick exit so that right. people behind us can get into school. And I've watched some kids seem like they were just, you know, oh, when my game is over. Right. <laughs> and you're, and, and no one's doing anything. And, yeah. I, you know, especially if you're someone who has somewhere else to be after. So if you're going to work or you're dropping off another kid, or you're trying to do something within a timeline. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy. The only perfected way I found of like maybe picking up was to be one of the last people. Yeah, that's the dance, right? Do you want to be first? Do you want to be last? Right. And it depends on the day. It depends on what I'm doing at work that day. Yep. Um, If I'm already out running errands. Right. Because if you want to be first, you're going to be still sitting there a good 20, 25 minutes. Minimum. To be first. Yeah. So last always seemed to work for me because then it was, I just had a lot less and I wasn't waiting as much. And the reality is you end up getting out of there at almost the same time. Yeah. Because it's, you're either waiting for the line to move 
or you're zipping in at the end when everybody's gone through yep. the car line. Uh, it's a nightmare. I, I think some schools do better than others, but I can't say I've ever been anywhere where it was perfect. I, I, I feel like it does become a little more chaotic the older they get because yeah. they're not as supervised by the teachers and the administrators. Yep. And then the other thing that I get frustrated with, and this is, seems to be a new thing in the last couple of years, is they don't give the kids lockers. Okay, so they have lockers? They or? have lockers in the school. Okay. But when COVID happened, uh. they stopped issuing lockers because... I guess because they didn't want the kids like congregating in the oh, hallway. That's true. Okay. Although, I mean, they were all still walking through the hallways yeah. in mass. Like this year with my kid that's on drill team, she's taking two backpacks to school every day. Yeah. Oh. And she's carrying them around all day long. You would think they would at least give them like somewhere to yeah. store it if they're not going to go back. Well, kind of like it. what you were saying, they have the band lockers. Yeah. I know they have like athletic lockers, but they haven't been assigned those. Oh, okay. Maybe that's coming and I'm just not aware of it because I'm new yeah. to it this year, but I just see like the amount of stuff that kids are carrying around and God forbid. I mean, I know it's Texas, but we do have winter. Yeah. And when it's time, no kid wears a coat. Why? No. Because they don't want to carry it around school right. all day because exactly. they have nowhere to put it. Yep. So, yep. It's like these common sense things that yeah. just... Um... Well, because we went from a... They didn't want you carrying a backpack around at all. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing is, is that it's not always productive for them to go to their locker between classes. Because maybe their locker is on the other side of the school. Right. And the two classes are on the other side of school. So it doesn't make any sense to walk all the way there and then all the way back again. But sometimes the materials you know, that they had to carry that were required for each class. Were, and so we, But we would find the biggest cinch bag... Mm -hmm. We good. And then I remember we found one and then, and then there was a teacher that swore that was a backpack and we went through that whole nonsense oh, of let's define backpack versus cinch pack. And I was yeah. like, please stop the madness. It's so hard because you know, like when my, my, my parents were never, or at least I don't remember them being super intrusive when it came to school. Like we were right. taught, you listen to your teacher yep. and you do what you're told. Exactly. You know, not like to the point of, don't let anybody abuse you or anything. Right, right. But, you know. But their authority is the same the as authority. my authority. Exactly. Right. And I wanted to raise my kids the same way because I don't want to be uh, undermining. I yeah. don't want to be second guessing because then I feel like it sets the teacher up to fail. Correct. But <laughs> now yeah. that I'm an adult and I have kids that are in school, it's really hard sometimes it to, to find that balance of support versus okay i, I can, i'm not going to be able to say that i think that makes sense because it's ridiculous what they're asking right. you to do right so i fight that every year when school starts yeah. too of yeah. you know i i think for the most part the the teachers the administrators they have the kids best interests at heart they're yeah. most of the time doing an amazing job yeah we are, you know, blessed to live in a really great school district. Yep. And I don't have a lot to complain about, but yeah. some of the little things I'm just like, I'm like well, biting that... my tongue because I don't want my kids to think that I'm, you know, talking bad about their teacher or whatever. Yeah. But I'm also like, does that, does that make any sense to anybody? Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> why I think communication is key. So when they make these big changes, like, you know, COVID changed a lot of things, mm -hmm. right? So, the, you know, a lot of that made sense when there was, you know, something from the principal, something coming out saying, hey, 
we had to make these changes. Here's why we're making those changes. It makes it a little easier as a parent to support that mm -hmm. than be like, I'm not just trying to make life easy for my kid, I, but I do need it to make sense because I'm not trying to bring them an undue level of anxiety right? or, you know, cause you know, they need to make it to class on time and mm -hmm. they need to, you know, and, and I don't need them panicked in the four minutes they've been given you know, to get from one place to another. Right. And, um, you know, even when they come home, you know, with like, oh, we're not allowed to use the bathroom and right. let's fill in the blank. And <laughs> Unless there's pee running down right, the leg. Right, right. <laughs> and, and you know it's because something happened in the bathroom yeah. that, you know, has, has now changed its policy. <laughs> um, and so, but, you know, you just have to say, well, you know, that's the way they've got it set up. You're going to have to learn to roll with it. Yeah. And, um, and nine times out of ten, I can get behind it. Right. I don't even necessarily need to know why. I can guess. Yes, exactly. But it's those, you know, that just one time on. where I'm just like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't find the logic in this decision. Right. But I, I but I have to put on my, yeah, <laughs> my, <laughs> not my happy face, but my supportive face, you know? <laughs> so anyway, that can feel like a full-time job. Yeah. But, well, but it's and exciting being back in school. I think it's, I miss the cadence of summer. Yeah. Because it is nice for everybody when yep. they don't have that strict schedule. Something's due. I need to buy this. Yeah. I need, oh, by the way, I've got a presentation tomorrow. That's right. So, well, college uh, kids are even a little easier for the most part um, in that they, that they never see you. <laughs> <laughs> I, like a lot of parents now, we have... Uh, social media we have access to a lot of information so much more than we had mm -hmm. when we went to school which can be both good and bad yeah but what I noticed while there's a lot of good information on parent groups with regards to college especially if you're you're you've got a kid going in there for the first time mm -hmm. there's um, a lot of really good information that parents will share about like even something as silly as room dimensions, you know, if you're right. trying to or order a carpet or you're trying to figure out what size refrigerator to bring. Sure. Um, or just how things work, um, you know, what time to show up, those kinds of questions. Uh, but then there are the other questions that show up in the parent groups uh, <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's because we're Gen Xers and we did everything for the most part ourselves. Like we figured it out. Right. And I don't know if it's our fault because we're so used to doing it all that we can't stop doing it all. Mm -hmm. um, but I am amazed at some of the questions that show up that I just want to say so as nicely as possible, you need to let your kid figure this out. Right. Like this is part of early adulthood. Right. You know, they're going to figure it out and chances are really good. You're worried about it. They're not worried right. about it. Um, so I captured a couple questions from uh -oh. my parent, my parent group. And, <laughs> and I kid you not, these are just from the last couple of weeks. Um, so this isn't even something I had to go way back to find. Okay. Um, so let's talk about them. Okay. So here's the first question. These are legit questions. <laughs> <laughs> what do kids do for drinking water living in the dorms? <laughs> we didn't see any water fountains like our dorms used to. Thanks. Legit? Like, legit. Yeah. College kids don't have water. <laughs> uh, but somebody actually commented, I kid you not, bottled water by the case. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and it, you got me thinking, I was like, what did we do in the dorm about water? 
I don't even know. I don't know either. We figured out how to drink. We had drinks. Yeah. Uh, we did not carry around water bottles everywhere we went. No, like we didn't have Amazon. Today. You know, we no. managed to. But like you said, we figured it out. There's a what? sink. There's we a survived. sink in the. <laughs> There's a sink. There's probably a little like kitchenette or something yep. in the mm-hmm. dorm, and maybe yeah. not on every floor. Yeah. But yeah, like I mean, I. There were soda machines somewhere. There I don't was remember even having a water fountain. But I certainly don't remember my parents walking around saying, "Ooh, where are you going to get your source of liquid from?" Are you kidding me? I mean, there's a dining hall. My parents were Bye. watching their watches yeah. to see when it was time to go home. Yeah. Oh yeah. My mom wanted right out of there because she wanted to quote unquote beat the traffic. Beat the traffic. There exactly. was no like secret hugs. Good luck. Do you have everything you need? Well, I mean, I think I did get a little bit of that. Well, nice good for you. Ease. That was. But um, we'll, we'll have another uh, therapy discussion about my. Right. <laughs> okay. What else you got? Okay. Hi, parents. I'm running into a problem. Maybe you can help me. My student is a freshman and they have all moved into their dorm. So the way they have like a suite. So it's like three people to a suite. They all have their own individual bedroom. They share a common space and bathroom, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. My student is a freshman and they have all moved into the dorm. But one student has a strong incense smell that is disturbing (laughs) the other two students. How should the two students handle this? What? What? Are you going to stay? And are you going to be the one to go and knock on those doors and say, can you stop burning incense? Right. I, I don't know. I mean, is that any different than any kind of other smell? But like, why are you intervening? Exactly. On that. If if, you're, if your kid has a problem with a smell, I don't care what it is, they're going to have to work that out. Right. They you need know? to be able to talk, talk to their roommates yeah. or their suite mates. Hey, hey, my guy, how often are you, um, are you, are you doing that incense? Well, first of all, if it's incense, I don't know that they can do that in the dorm anyway. Well, they're probably not supposed to. Right. So you can kind of discuss it there. But then the next point is, is that as a parent, your job is basically guide your kid. Right. Right. At this stage in life. So you're going to have to ask him, well, how do you plan on managing that? Right. What do you think you can do about it? Yeah. Or maybe you just exist in a world where there's a little bit of a smell that you're not comfortable right. with buy a freaking can of Lysol and uh, how much does it actually bother you right. after you've been dealing with it maybe he doesn't days. like the way you smell <laughs> exactly you know but why are we on the parent chat asking oh what should the other two students do about oh it Lord. well it sounds like a criminal case to me this was five days ago what's the mail situation like is it safe enough to send a new credit card from the bank they're not in prison what do you mean is it safe what i mean they have mailboxes with keys yeah just like they've had throughout time do you think my parents had any idea how i was getting my mail at virginia tech no exactly is it safe well i don't know it seems safe because i get all my credit cards through the mail mail. (laughs) so um okay hello all Last weekend, I saw plenty of kids going at high speed, perhaps 80 to 90 miles per hour near the campus, late at (laughs) night and early morning around 2 a.m. 
please talk to your kids who live on campus and Northside to make smart choices. I saw a lot of partying at Northside while I was up trying to catch a flight. Sure, that's why you were up at two. Have a safe, happy school. First of all, um, we're not the police. I was going to say, don't, don't they have campus police? And, and not only that, if you saw the layout of this campus, I'd like to know where she thinks anyone's going 80, 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's in a neighborhood. Like, first of all, the school is laid out so that like the interior of the school is walking only. So mm-hmm. really the only roads are on the outskirts of the campus itself. Mm-hmm. So, and it's in a pretty residential area. So it's not even just college kids that live around there. Right, it could be I mean, anybody. I live, I mean, I live, I work really close to it. So there's restaurants and yeah. all kinds of people and 80 to 90 miles an hour. I, I want to know who's pulling 80 to 90. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, yeah, there, you, I don't think, there's so many lights over there. I don't think you could get 80 to 90. And I, yeah, so let's all get on the phone right now to our kids and say, uh, slow down. Um, <laughs> now, this did happen back in February, so not 105 degrees. Please ask your kids to be careful. My daughter just fell down the stairs at the norm. She seems to be okay, but there's ice on the steps. <laughs> advice if we need advice well she wrote advice advice if we need to report to the university and how to do it well and again it's this whole like let your kid live right do you really think your child wants you calling the school to tell them that there's ice on the stairs how many people have actually slipped on ice raise your hands everyone 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 has fallen on ice okay why don't you tell your daughter to be a little more careful and watch where she's stepping right but not only that if she wants to tell her friends hey be careful there's ice outside she'll handle it right who can we contact regarding the dining hall food Particularly chicken that is still raw being served on several occasions. Not because the mom was there. This is a salmonella outbreak waiting to happen. Look, that is where you build your best bacteria and your best uh, immune system is in college, right? Pump up your immune system. We could do a whole story just on the college food that we experienced. And I always say, look, the college food shouldn't be too good because they need a reason to come home. Right. You know, that's what we live for. Like, oh, yeah, that you, oh, that food's terrible. You know what I'm making this weekend? Homemade lasagna. And hey, then they come running back. That's so, right. Yeah. Don't eat. I guess my, my answer to this lady would be then tell them not to eat the chicken. That's right. If you they're know? worried about it, yeah. stay away. Raw it's a chicken. life lesson. <laughs> um, now, as a good follow-up, has your son or daughter had problems with the cafeteria food? My son has the meal plan, and every time he eats in the cafeteria, he gets a stomachache and bloated. Can you imagine your parent? First, I thought it was for stress, but yesterday he tried it again, and the same thing happened. He went with two other friends, and they had the same. Who do I talk to? They're like every college campus, right? They've got the typical like cafeterias, and then they have like the fast foodie joints. So eat somewhere else. You know, eat something different. Maybe you're developing lactose intolerance. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Maybe he's eating too much. But that'll teach you really quick. If you're eating something and it doesn't make you feel good, stop eating it. it. (laughs) But you don't need to talk to anybody. They're not going to change anything. Uh, So good. So, yeah, these are just 
my little highlights from going to school. Well, it's <laughs> at the it's, college level. It's scary. It really is scary. But I do think there's a lot to what you said at the beginning of, you know, us being Gen Xers and it's just it's just a completely different attitude. Yeah. And I do think, you know, I don't know how old some of these parents are, but um, you know, there's there's different uh, levels of parental involvement yeah. at depending on how old you are as a parent too. And I think like what your experiences have been, I've definitely noticed that with yeah other, um, some of my kids, friends, parents who are, you know, wanting to be friends with the kids and yeah. hang out with the kids and be involved in everything. And I'm like, well, you're still you their know, parent. Let them do their thing. Yeah. Like, you don't, I mean, you don't have to fix everything either. That's right. the thing. And I, I, you do have to transition that mentality of, um, somebody said on the internet the other day, and it really applies to work as well as kids, but, uh, it really resonated with me, which is, um, do you need, um, help? Do you just need to be heard or do you need a hug? Right. And, and so sometimes they're just talking to you to talk to you, mm -hmm. you know, they're not really asking you to fix something. It's a fine line. I mean, I, I certainly can't say that I stay out of everything yeah. when it comes to the kids in school, but I hope that by the time I'm sending them to college, that they're, that I have equipped them with yeah. the ability to handle these little things. Yeah. I, I feel like both of them who are not even close to being in college yet. Yeah probably could figure out where to find drinking water yeah <laughs> i mean they were smart enough to get into college that's right so let's let's <laughs> trust them a little bit and you know they'll learn by asking the friend they you know the, their friends and um but they figure it out they do and they do that in elementary school in middle school yeah. in high school and in college right and I, I think it's just important that you know our job as parents is to prepare them to be able to speak for themselves and think for themselves and think about other people so that they can manage those situations. So well, unless you end up like I did one day in an elevator with a kid who looked at me and said, I think I might be a serial killer. <laughs> then all of everything that we just said goes out the window yes. and you run for your damn life. Was that in the dorm? Yes. Hall. And guess what I said? I looked at him because, of course, I was like, that just like made the hair on the back of my neck. Yeah, as it should. Bit. As it should. And I said, I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> but we should look him up now because that might make a really good podcast. <laughs> this week in the Zeitgeist segment is going to be about, I'm a little embarrassed to say it. <laughs> Sister Wives. Yes, yes. Sister Wives is coming back, y'all. <laughs> our guilty pleasure. Very much our super embarrassing guilty pleasure. But it's one that I think, I didn't think, I don't think I knew that you watched it. Yeah. And I don't think you knew that I watched it. And then, like, it came up somehow a couple years ago. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I have been having trouble with my TV. I won't get into it, yeah. but I was doing all kinds of fiddling around with my television. And I have also been kind of um, contemplating getting rid of cable. Is cable a word? Yeah. Direct I, TV. Yeah. Which isn't cable. cable. It's satellite. But anyway. Right. Um, I've been thinking about just going to all streaming. Yeah. So I've been, you know, contemplating as I do because I tend to overthink 
uh, whether or not to get Discovery Plus because really the only thing I watch on regular TV, quote unquote, anymore is the Food Network because okay. I'm a big foodie. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, I added Discovery Plus just to see like what's on it. Is it something you know that I could uh, switch over to and get rid of everything else? And I saw that they had TLC, and I was like, oh my gosh, Sister Wives. I hadn't thought about it in a while, because it's been, the last season was over, feels like quite a while ago. Yeah, they, they have big gaps for some yeah. reason. So I, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to turn on <laughs> the, uh, they don't call it a reunion show like they do on Bravo, but it's like the, the one-on-one, the end yeah. of the season interviews um, from last season, just to, you know, kind of remind myself what was going on. Yeah. So anyway, I was watching it. And then this morning, much to my surprise, while I was watching the Food Network, I saw an ad that it's coming back on tonight. That's right. So I'm like, what is happening in the world of the Brown family? I know. And the tough part is, is that there are people out there that like really follow it. So sometimes I know things through social media before it's aired or if it airs, but Mm -hmm. just kind of knowing what's going on currently um and then of course i think each of the brown family has their own social media channel so sometimes they'll update things and and then we'll figure things out but um yeah it's you know it's kind of interesting because normally i would have said oh this isn't a show i would have watched no um i didn't come into it in the very beginning i think i came in like season three or something and then went back and watched some shows but i do love the psychology of it all yeah like i i'm interested to know like how do you come to that decision how do you you know because initially my first thought with not knowing anything was I can't imagine being married to someone who's also married to somebody else just from a physical intimacy yeah type thing like that was weird to me well and because I mean neither you nor I although we both have our crazy family right um (laughs) we were not raised in that kind of a religious background where it was i wouldn't i don't think it's commonplace really for anyone but where it's more familiar and where it would even be a remote possibility of something that you would consider doing right which you do learn that you know a lot of them do come from that that community and just Mm -hmm. like you live in in a town or an area where everyone is kind of the same religion or has the same beliefs and so there's that's there that's that uh, impact for sure, um, but also just <laughs> what I realized as a person who's been married for a while um, is that I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't share a home with another. Like it's, I think sometimes it's tough just just for a, for two spouses, right? You know, I mean, then you start introducing other personalities and like you know what I mean. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't think to me that's not comfortable, and yeah. I know that watching them go through like they did start off in the same house i think they had their separate living spaces and then they moved and had separate houses and well we won't get into the whole discussion of the basement life right that, that's yeah. a whole uh-huh. topic yeah. but um but it has been interesting just to see how you know what challenges they have how much of that is similar to mm-hmm. monogamous relationships and how much of that is just different because you've introduced other relationships but now, of course, you know, we we have, and I forget what season we're in. It's, I don't know. They've the been on for, it's over a decade. Yeah. Uh, but I, now we are getting to a point where people are leaving the relationship. Right. And so this is definitely, uh, definitely a, a, uh, 
all hands on deck watch that's right type uh <laughs> thing because yeah i mean we you know i, I it's easy to see the whys and, yeah and stuff so so yeah the season is probably going to be uh more popular than ever because everyone wants to see how things are I know Landing. even the um like the trailer and then you know like the show promos uh for the season it's like a picture of them and then it's like a shatter yeah like, like glass shattered <laughs> and dramatic when I effect. saw that I was like oh my gosh I mean yeah. It is, for me, also a show that I never would think that I would be interested in or that I would watch. And yeah. I definitely, I've always considered it a guilty pleasure. But, um, and we'll talk about it more, I'm sure. Right. But um, you get invested because yeah. it, it is, I think, the psychology of it. And you and you see things in, in the different family members that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel sad for some of them. Some of them you want to, like, knock over the head yep. and say, what's yep. wrong with you? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm yeah. definitely fascinated to see what's been happening, especially after the end of the previous season, like you said, where we had like the first person to leave the relationship and, mm-hmm. you know, what does that look like now? How does that impact everybody else? Yep. So, and it is because I think they've hit where, you know, again, in most traditional monogamous relationships where I think they have more kids now out of the house than they do in the home. Right. Um, and that presents a different level, you mm-hmm. know, and your adult children and it's kind of fun because we've seen them when they were little and now they're older. And so, um, it's kind of neat to see kind of how they've ended up and how not one of them has opted to live a polygamous lifestyle. That's right. So, um, so yeah, it's interesting, but again, it, I think a lot of that stems from, they left that community, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, for initially fear of being because they were so public of being arrested um, and they went to areas where that wasn't the case. And mm-hmm. so that's that's what's been fascinating to, to see as well, that, you know, when you're not raised in that environment, do your choices change? Right. And so so, yeah, there's been a lot of really interesting things to to watch. And I think overall, you know, they're you know, they're normal people. I mean, they're just they have the same personality issues that any one of us would have sure but um but yeah it's it's uh it's it's like watching a train wreck though you know know. and i'm in for it me too (laughs) a hundred percent because there's definitely we definitely have our favorites and we definitely there's definitely people that you know i really want like the most for them because i feel like you know there's a couple or at least one in particular that i can think of has been selfless throughout this whole thing and Mm -hmm. um and uh has has gotten the short end of the stick most of the time absolutely so it's kind of nice to see so we'll have to talk about it more we will but first we'll see what's happening this season that's right looking forward to it that's it for this episode thanks for listening make sure to follow us and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at hush my mouth pod bye bye